0: i enough at last.
1: Submitted for your consideration to Sci-Fi fans, Sean Majors, and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. Like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone.
0: Her name is Nan Adams. She's 27 years old. Her occupation? Buy her at a New York department store. At present, on vacation, driving cross-country to Los Angeles, California from Manhattan. Best. where are you going, Mace? Oh, 60,
2: 65, something like that.
0: Blowout, skid marks, shoulders like pudding, and going 65 miles an hour. Lady, you're on the side of the angels. By rights, you shouldn't have called for a mechanic. Somebody should have called for a hearse. You just follow me into town, miss. I'll see if I can fix you up with a new tire. Thank you minor incident on Highway 11 in Pennsylvania. Perhaps to be filed away under accident you walk away from. But from this moment on, Nan Adams' companion on a trip to California will be terror. Her route fear. Her destination quite unknown.
2: Episode number 16 of The Twilight Zone was The Hitchhiker, and this is one that uh, I would tend to, to skip a lot, uh, you know, whenever it would come in, uh, come in on the uh, the sci-fi marathon every year. Yeah. Uh, and, and it actually, and I've said this a, about a couple episodes along the way here, it actually strikes me as something that would be more of an Outer Limits sort of episode than The Twilight Zone. And uh, I learned that, that basically, uh, you know, Rod Sterling's production company just... Um, just bought the script from uh, uh, from a, a, a radio play, and uh, you know when I heard that, that that makes a lot of sense. It it, it sort of fits. And by the way, it was uh, it was from the Philip Morris Playhouse. Oh you know, gosh, nineteen forty two. A little yeah, mom and pop shop uh, back then. Philip Morris uh, used to use to sponsor stuff like that. <laughs> It uh, um, centers on uh, Nana Adams, which um, it, it doesn't seem like a 50s name. That seems more like an 1890s name to me. But, uh, apparently, she was named after uh, Serling's daughter, so I'm oh. about that. Uh, her vehicle gets a flat tire on a road trip from New York to L.A. That is not a road trip. That is an odyssey.
1: <laughs> New York to L.A. is, I mean, that is several... <laughs> Several days of, of driving. Um, she doesn't seem like she's <laughs> gonna stop for a hotel anytime soon. Um, you know, we've we've talked about uh, how thirty five year old men don't look look way older than thirty five uh, in the yeah. show. Uh, Nan Adams is twenty seven, mm-hmm. uh, played by Inger Stevens, who at the time twenty five years old.
2: Oh well. Finally, the Twilight Zone gets it right.
1: Finally, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, uh, that that's interesting. Yeah i uh, i I didn't even uh, I didn't even think of that. Uh, you know, com- comparing your age in, in this particular episode, um, it's uh, it, it's it's a little like uh, an episode we did uh, a few weeks ago, A Third from the Sun, where. It feels like they probably had about 10 minutes of story and they had to stretch it into 22 minutes because they're, they're <laughs> yeah. a of, there's a lot of tension throughout the whole thing, but it really drags on. It does. Yeah. And and I think that that's why it tends to be an episode that I'm, you know, it, it's not going to be a, on my Mount Rushmore of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, the yeah. There's, There's
1: a couple like cool parts of it. I think that you know at the very beginning when when they introduce uh, the hitchhiker when he kind of like looks down the barrel of the camera, um, it's it's a it's a little bit of a goofy shot, but I I I think it's pretty cool and and it's a little like you know unnerving, Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, 18 out of these 22 minutes are just her, you know, wondering the same thing. if they don't introduce the uh, stereotypically uh, dressed sailor on leave, uh, then, uh, you know, episode would have dragged on a lot more.
2: (laughs) Well, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, I, I don't think any of us will be in this position, uh, unless it turns out that that death really is a hitchhiker. Uh, spoiler alert. It's, uh, it's, it's like the sixth sense. She was dead the whole time. (laughs) Uh, know if i see a guy who mysteriously keeps showing up on the side of the road um i think i'm gonna stop and ask him what he's doing yeah like instead she she freaks out at one point she tries to hit him uh you know she she, she's flooring it trying to get away from him
1: it is it is a little weird how um just seeing a guy in a bunch of places. Of course, it's weird that he keeps beating her to far destinations down the road when she's been driving. Yeah. But like, how quickly does she turn to vehicular homicide?
2: <laughs> yeah, she, she's worse than uh, the guy in the in the in the last episode, Corey, who just <laughs> like immediately after their ship crashes starts wiping out everybody. Uh, she's she's kind of the same. I think I think
1: she was the the driver, the hit and run driver from what you need.
2: Could could very well be, you know. <laughs> that, that, uh, that yeah, may, maybe it's literally the same episode. Uh, just just you know, uh, I, I'm not sure anybody else would have made that that connection. So time time enough at last uh, making making observations about the Twilight Zone no one has ever made before.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, it's all in the same universe it's all in the same zone
2: clearly the, a, a twilightish zone <laughs> those twilighty things um, yeah so so here, here's, the, here's the first problem that I see with it she talks to the tow truck driver a diner owner a construction worker the sleeping gas station uh, owner and the, the creepy sailor so how is she dead
1: they all they all interact with her. That that really kind of bugs me. Um, you know, at least in in the sixth sense, uh, you know, only Bruce you can go back and, and see that like, you know, Bruce Willis never really interacted with anybody.
2: Um Yeah. The, yeah, and if you if you watch that again, like it's it's pretty clear that he doesn't like they're very clever about it, but but it's it's yeah. pretty that he doesn't. Here it's, it's exactly the opposite. Like she's, she's very clearly interacting with people.
1: Like having, having, uh, isolated one-on-one conversations with, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the soda jerk, uh, <laughs> on her first, uh, first situation. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it's, 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 a it's a, it's a sloppy, sloppy story, I think. Um, but I don't know. I guess, maybe she was in limbo. Maybe she was in purgatory and (laughs) hallucinating
2: conversations. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe she was like, like, uh, another turn away from running into the, the people from lost. Yes. (laughs) All these other people are stuck in purgatory and that's why they didn't talk to her.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe the mechanic, uh, you know, um, i'm trying i'm trying to link this into uh the very first episode where the uh the guy goes into the gas station and no one's there maybe that that mechanic is is there but he can't see him um i mean she she even interacts with the phone at the, at the end of the episode <laughs> you know like she,
2: she does yeah she she calls somebody and actually interacts with them i i i, I didn't have them she on the operates
1: the way- a, me, a moving vehicle
2: <laughs> yeah uh, so so there's, some, there's some plot holes in this one. Um, you know what? I, it, it's interesting because, like, I, I know in, in various incarnations of the Twilight Zone, uh, they've 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 redone this episode. Yes, and, yeah. You know, like like I remember the the one in the '80s specifically. Um, they uh, it, it was actually a person picked up a hitchhiker and they get stuck in traffic like almost immediately and then ultimately it turns out that the accident that stopped everybody is her yeah and so she's been dead the whole time so that, that was actually a, you know that was probably the only time in history that a remake has been better than the original
1: yeah i mean that's that's a much better uh, telling of the story i think um I imagine the uh, the remake doesn't have a creepy sailor. Um, <laughs> that sailor bugged me. I don't know why. Um, you know what I'm not gonna say to an attractive woman if she uh, offers to drive me from uh, uh, Arkansas to San Diego. You mind if I take, take off, off my shoes?
2: Yeah, my feet feel like two it.
1: hot bricks.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, that, that was an observation I had too. Um, <laughs> You know, because if you're a sailor and this uh, this attractive young uh, kind of 26 year old woman picks you up, um, you're probably thinking, "Boy, I'm going to have one heck of a story to tell uh, tell when I get back on the ship." So, you, the first thing you think of is, "Boy, my my feet are killing me. Can I take off my shoes?" I am. A- <laughs> I mean, again, it, it's it's now early 1960 it's a it's a bit of a different world but i don't think that's happening <laughs> yeah i bet he, he gets back to
1: san diego and, and and talks to his uh his shipmates and they're like yeah yeah i met this woman named Nan, and you know she drove me uh, all the way back here and uh and uh his friends are like ah oh, did you get lucky he's like nah it didn't happen well did you take off your shoes you took off your shoes, didn't you? you? You took off your shoes. No. Did you tell her your feet feel like two hot bricks? Because you keep – it's weird, man. You keep saying your feet feel like two hot bricks. Did you say that? <laughs> it's a turnoff, man. Come on.
2: <laughs> How many times do we have to tell you? Oh, poor guy. Wow.
1: Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's – um, you know, it, it, this is one of those stories where it's – it, you know – It literally takes 20 seconds to tell, you know, a woman gets into a car accident, she's driving, keeps seeing the same guy, and then she finds out, she realizes she's dead, and the hitchhiker was the Grim Reaper the entire time.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it it reminds me of a a couple of things. First of all, uh, the situation is actually somewhat similar to um, the the episode several weeks ago where um, it had... Mm -hmm. Now I'm drawing a blank on the names, uh, which is usually the Sean role. <laughs> Always uh, the Sean role. The, the one with uh, the one with Rod Taylor. Um, oh gosh. And you know, ba- basically, uh, all of them are, are slowly disappearing. <laughs> well, it, it, and when the sky was open, that that's that's. There nice. we go. <laughs> uh, because, like, that, that all <laughs> it all seems to hinge on the the one astronaut, the first that uh, disappears, uh, calling home and having uh, having parents be like, we have no idea who you are, we have no son. Yeah. And so this is actually very similar because uh, you know, she, as far as she knows, everything's fine until she calls home and finds out that she's dead.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, even in, in And the Sky Was Open, like I mean, I guess it's a little different because there's like a gradual disappearing of people, and it's not like they've been dead the entire time. But right. like you know, even uh, I think Rod Taylor interacts with uh, with his wife um, at some point, and she seems to remember people. But um, yeah, I, 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 it's it still bugs me, even though you know it's it's the '60s, like. You know, this—I I don't feel like it's—it's it, it's a fanboy nitpicking to say that like she interacted with so many people during the <laughs> during the over the course of this episode.
2: No, she she did a lot. Like, she <laughs> literally, interacted with like half of the people between Arkansas and California, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I. I you know, again, we make a lot of uh, snide remarks, but uh, we also temper them by saying, "Listen, the show is brilliant." And we—that's and oh, we fantastic. It. Uh, this episode, you know, there may have been uh, a, a few too many of, uh, of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't need to cram fifty episodes into one season. You can skip yeah, the head checker.
2: But uh, you know, l- let's uh, let's uh, let's give them uh, some credit on this. Now, Rod Sterling did write the teleplay for this. Oh wow. He- he was adapting a radio play. Uh, most of the uh, so the the voiceover that uh, that Nan has, where she's uh, all freaked out, that's actually like directly from the radio play. Oh, cool! And uh, which which makes sense when you think about it, because obviously that wouldn't be a visual thing. Yeah, and and I think this this is certainly the first, but it might be the only one where like a character actually does have a voiceover like that. So it, it does stand out in that way, and and I think that's why. It, that's probably the the main reason why when I watch it, I think, well, wow, this seems like more of an Outer Limits sort of episode than than Twilight Zone.
1: It is so, and I I think it speaks to just the um, you know the the I don't know the how, how py, pioneering this the show was, and how how unique uh, the Twilight Zone is is that like anytime there's a little bit of varying, you know, last week we talked about the. um <clears throat> the narration in the middle when when uh, Rod Serling is talking trash to, to Corey climbing the mountain. Yeah. Anytime there's a little bit of veering from the very f- formulaic, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Uh, it is it's kind of jarring. So when you you hear Nan's um, uh, <clears throat> voiceover, it it is like wait this is something doesn't feel right. And I think sometimes that kind of adds to just the uneasiness of, uh, you know, when you watch stuff, um, cause you know, I mean, this, this isn't, I think it's safe to say for, for both of us, this isn't one of our favorite episodes, but, um, you know, it's, it's, a it's an interesting story. And I, I think if, if you're, you know, watching something like this for the first time, I mean, this is only the, the 16th episode of a, of a new show that, you know, kind of broke down some doors in, in, in the way of, uh, you know, fantasy and, and, and horror. Um, you know, it, it's certainly something that you're going to be, you know, talking to your coworkers over the water cooler.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's... She was dead the we, entire time. Uh, yeah. When you look at, uh, you know, because I know I've seen... Uh, various, you know, montages for like promos for the Twilight Zone, and he actually shows up in, in that, and you immediately recognize him as, oh, he, that's the Hitchhiker guy. Yeah, 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 so, yeah,
1: for sure, absolutely. Even, even though,
2: even though we're, we're we're poking some holes in this thing, and uh, we're saying it doesn't seem like a Twilight Zone episode, um, you know, it, it is it, it is still kind of iconic in its own way, so. Uh, Let's let's not let's not disparage it too much.
1: <laughs> but it's trash.
2: <laughs> oh, that, I wouldn't go so far as to say. It. <laughs>
1: no, it's not.
2: Uh, if you do want to creep somebody out, though, immediately pop up in the rearview mirror and say, "I believe you're going my way."
1: <laughs> Just the iconic way he says, "My way."
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you, were, if you were the personification of gas, you'd think you could get a better suit. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah, go to a tailor kind of, or something like that. Just kind of looks like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a little disappointed in that. Uh, also, it's worth pointing out, and we, we've run into this a, a little bit just uh, to demonstrate how different the world was in 1960. Uh, <laughs> at, at one point, uh, she goes by a gas station, and the, the price of gas is 32.9 cents a gallon. Oof. Uh, which, which actually like you, you look at that and you're like, Oh wow, it's so cheap and everything. Uh, but actually in 2013 dollars, which is the last, uh, uh, last thing I could find for this, uh, that would have been 260. So the price oh, actually, wow.
1: looked-
2: you know, that's, uh, that's funny you bring that up. I, I noticed something in, in,
1: uh, in an episode we did about a month ago with the, the four of us are dying. Um, I think in the opening narration, when Arch Hammer, uh goes into his hotel room, I think it's four of us are dying. He talks about like a hotel room for three eighty a night, and I'm like, "There's no way that's three hundred eighty dollars. A hotel room for three dollars and eighty cents a night."
2: Yeah, that's pretty crazy <laughs> crazy to think about. <laughs> uh, that. that that is interesting, though. I wonder. Uh, I guess that
1: would be if if we're saying 30, 33 cents is comparable to two two dollars and sixty cents. Then that's what like basically eight and a half times the amount, maybe. Let's say eight times. So that would be about thirty two bucks a night for a hotel. That's still a, a pretty good a pretty good deal.
2: Your, your math was right on. It's thirty two dollars and ninety two cents. Ah, nice.
1: There you go.
2: Pays <laughs> money, so. Yeah, like even a Motel Six would probably be more than that. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's not. It's it's definitely it's definitely cheap, but it's not, it's not. You know, it's it's kind of in the ballpark. Yeah, like,
1: it's, was, it's not it's not bargain basement prices.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think we were just coming out of a recession in 1960, anyway. So that's probably why, you know, mm. that's why the prices were about the same because they were they were coming out of a recession we're in like the second great depression. So I mean, same thing.
1: Here's, here's why I am so optimistic about the staying power of this, uh, of of this podcast Keith. Both of us are obsessed with, (laughs) with, with the little details with like how much things cost, um, you know, uh, the age of people, things like that, because you and I like, you know, 11 million miles to, to from earth. Uh you and I like to look up the same exact things and nitpick the same exact things. <laughs> and I would not have it any other way.
2: Um well I I do have some some bad news. Uh-oh. Next week uh the episode is The Fever. Yes. And uh, at the risk of uh, spoiling it uh it's going to continue our streak of of people dying. There's a uh, lot and, and a lot of
1: math, a lot of numbers, so
2: yeah. So, so look forward to that next week on Time Enough at Last.
0: I believe you're going my way. Nan Adams, age 27. She was driving to California, to Los Angeles. She didn't make it. There was a detour
2: through the Twilight Zone. Cabatron.